show, Dre, I got something to say. Oh no, never mind. I can't do that. I was gonna stop it, but then I have to end the meeting. I'm I'm just too lazy. Fuck that. Um, okay. So I'll just figure it out later. But all right. So welcome everyone. I am Mubasa One. I'm here with Creepy. Uh, we're, Fez couldn't make it today, unfortunately. We're waiting on Crypto Converge to join, but we just got really fucking impatient and started shit posting, so we decided to start the podcast now. Um, so first and foremost, some like similar, some small introductions about uh, us and the group we're with. We're currently making a crypto group that we're going to be. Uh, keen to name as La Casa de Crypto. As of right now, our group has a few members. We currently have me, my man Creepy here, Matt's Jeweler, Converge, uh, Fez Crypto, and Unisoft Detective in our group. We're hoping to eventually kind of make a platform like Lids where we're going to be uh, talking to teams of uh, different cryptos coming out and forming some type of, not not assisting too much in the pre-sale, but assisting them in the, how they develop and how they grow in the sense of we want to make sure they don't do anything foolish or stupid. That way they can always stay as profitable or as good than general advice as we are as investors, right? Um, mm-hmm. As an investor, you know, we look at things a lot of times as, oh, shit, can this make me money, right? And that's at the ultimate point of the game. You know, if you look at my rug commandments on Twitter, uh, when I talk about things, I talk about, like, none of this is revolutionary. And that's a very important thing in crypto. A lot of people don't understand is when you buy certain coins, like, there's a reason why a number not always go up because it's, and that's not really revolutionary. And you have to understand what exactly it is you're buying and like, what is your goals? Like, are you buying it to quick flip it? Or are you buying it to hold it forever and lose money on it? So like that. So our goal is to make a group where we can help projects like leave the whole pump and dump phase and actually make them something not terrible. Uh, like, you know, two weeks later when everyone forgets about it. But I right, was a really long and stupid entry, but all right, Creepy, if you want, you that can was, introduce yourself. <laughs> so, hey guys, I'm Creepy and I am a new Uniswap DGen of the crew and i'm excited to talk to umbasa is that how you say your name right yeah umbasa you got it perfectly umbasa yeah so um i'm just gonna give a quick background of how i got into uniswap in the first place uh so (laughs) i was just um i was on twitter and i i got a dm from some (laughs) some guy i don't want to name his uh at but he 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 dm'd me and said to stake uh do you remember orb umbasa oh god was orb your first trade yeah that was my first trade holy fuck bro so he told me to stake that shit but i swear to god it just something seemed off you know you know the staking system was kind of like yeah you get locked yeah yeah i read through that shit and i was like uh fuck should i should i buy or should i stake and then I just bought, and that's when I pretty much blew up my account. So that was yeah. my start. That was my start, and then, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much how I started Uniswap. And then I got rugged many times after <laughs> that. I was I was a pleb, you know, like I was following yeah. big C, um, crypto accounts, like, and just trying to chase pumps. That was that was pretty much what what happened for me. Jesus Christ. So wait, did you like, what, what was your entry on Orb, if you don't mind? Because that, that's, damn, that's serious. It was, it, it was pretty epic for me. But honestly, 
like what pretty much what I made from orb I lost most most of most of them in like the next week that's so like you know for keeper yeah um I when it's when it first blew up around like $23 range I told my like real uh IRL friend to buy it and that that guy he just he just put in like two grands in it and then then he blew that shit up right and then after after a week i asked him how you doing and he he said he lost it all that's the thing about uniswap you know like if you don't know what you're doing and if you don't like understand the game you're pretty much you'll make quick bucks if you're lucky but most often than not you're gonna lose most of them all like in in a very short period of time Mm. that's that's what i think it's like a friend of mine uh, a guy i've known since high school like he's so i'm gonna this is a little personal stuff uh, I'm six feet tall, and this gentleman is six four. When I first met him, I looked him up and down and said, "Wow, you're fucking short." And since then, we've been best friends for at least now. It's that was high school. It's probably been like eight years we've been friends now. Um, and I remember I showed him. I was if you're it was a coin called Slink, and it's a rebase token based on Link. And I was scalping it, and I live streamed me scalping, and I showed him live me making six hundred dollars. And he's oh, like, damn. "What the fuck?" So, yeah. but but my initial when in that trades, so I put in like four even and I walked out with six. Uh, so oh, there's obviously, you know, was still a great scalp, but it's like, I was doing yeah. that and he's like, holy shit. So then he, he, I got him a little bit into trading crypto and I remember he bought slink doing the strategy I did. And I mm-hmm. told him like, look, if you buy that, you have to sell it in 30 seconds. Like it's not something you buy, right, you yeah. wait on it. And he bought it, forgot about it for four days, lost all his money. And then is like, all right, bro, I'm just going to send it to you. And now I think the slink that he put $80 in is worth like three dollars and it's still my meta mask yeah. <laughs> and i haven't even touched it it's like not even worth it yeah <laughs> but like what you said what you said about just losing it all it's that's like a serious issue i had as well like in so i started my i guess my introduction is i started in july my first ever buy was Chainlink, and i would do hours oh. of research on every coin i, I bought so I, first i bought Chainlink, then i actually saw crypto frogs videos on rsr I looked up RLC because originally I was on 4chan because I my job was ending due to contract uh, reasons. I was a medical marijuana research. My, so once my job was ending, I, was, I had a lot of money saved up and I was like, well, like maybe I can do stocks. I did stocks for a day, got wrecked, decided never do them again. Still haven't touched yeah. them. Um, and so I remember I bought Chainlink and my dad matched my investment. Uh, we bought it at around our average was like four and a half dollars. We ended up selling most of it at like 13, 14 after the pump to 20 because I thought I was going to hire it in 20 and most of it was on the exchange, which is a yeah. very bad idea. Never leave your funds on a fucking exchange. They, the only place that's safe for your funds is your, is your MetaMask account and your hardware wallet. If it's on an exchange, it is not safe Yeah, that's very ever. True, and it's also, it's all, it's also not in your eye. So if you're a Uniswap degenerate or even just a regular trader, you're looking at your MetaMask, your Zarian or Delta app or whatever block folio, whatever wallet app you have at all times of the day. It's easier when everything's in one place to access. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have multiple wallets to like move stuff around. But if you need to sell something immediately and it's on the exchange, you're gonna have to then wait for Coinbase's shitty ass gas system to send it to your to your MetaMask or your wallet, and then you can sell it. And that's just a pain in the ass. If you want to get rid of something, you gotta get rid of it quickly. Um so that was my first trade. Then I ended up buying RSR and RLC and just sitting on them and RLC is a complete shit coin. Don't ever buy that. It's like the chain link competitor for Intel. Wait, uh, how did, uh, I'm just going to ask you a quick question. Sure. Like, how did you, how did you find Uniswap, you know? 
Uh, so originally when I first started, like, uh, so I was on, whatchamacallit, for a while. I was on Fortune for a while, and I saw about RSR and RLC, and I tried making a Binance account, but I live in Florida, uh, so I can't use a Binance account. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I tried using a fake address. I tried doing a lot of things, and I just couldn't get it. So eventually, I was like, fuck it. Let me figure out Uniswap. <laughs> Uh, so like I finally was able to use it. I bought those coins. I think I never even made profit on them. I think I just sold them for like $20 losses or whatever. Oh, yeah. My initials was only like 200 so it wasn't too serious. And then uh, my first big trade is I put like $1,000 in Ample for it, but my portfolio was probably only $1,500. Um, oh, it's two, it's two and a half X and I didn't sell because I thought it was three like X. <laughs> so yeah. I was sitting on 2.5 grand, which would have been the majority of my portfolio. I didn't sell. And then I watched mm. it just slowly die all the way down to being negative $300. Then I sold. So oh, yeah. that should be a lesson to everyone listening to this podcast is like, I know there's no stop losses on Uniswap. If you're using UNDB or Unitrade, you can do them, but it's kind of like scary because mm-hmm. you're giving your coins over someone else, a different entity, but always have a mental stop loss on everything. And then also that was in, that was like early August, I believe too. It's back when like things would moon because no one knew what technology was doing. Um, yeah, yeah. Now we're no longer at that point. Now we're at the point where everything kind of is a clone of something else. Mm-hmm. Um where like if any coin comes out and has an LGE, it's now a core clone. If anything comes out and it has lending, now it's going to be um, like a smart credit clone. Um, yeah, exactly. a new hype one. And like we had the the Priya phase where everything was uh, you know inflating and deflating, and then we yeah. had a bunch of free. So like nothing is revolutionary ever in now, especially now that we're in uh, November. Like unless something really fucking cool comes out, but I yeah. don't know what that is. So always sell stuff when you're up. Like is a great advice a friend gave me. That if you want to stay in the game forever, the best thing you can do is just sell every two X you have. Because at the end of the day, you never know what could happen. Like with Core, I've always been kind of bearish on it just because of the fact that like one a dev can wake up one day and he maybe his like his wife got in a jealous rage and destroyed his computer with a fucking bat and his <laughs> private key was only on that one computer and he didn't have it memorized, right? Like that, hey, that legitimately can happen. Yeah. If anything. It's and it's just, like yeah. No, you can't expect anything in here. It's just, mm-hmm. you, it doesn't matter if the dev is non-anon or whatever the hell it is. You you just can't trust anything. You just got to yeah. be short. Like, unless it's, I don't know, like, I don't even know what, what I can trust on this stupid thing. But nothing. Like, you just, <laughs> you just, exactly. You just 2x and out, then you're pretty much set. But I mean, some, like there's times I, I 2x and out. So for Keeper, I was in at $8 and I got the hell out after 2x because people got in around $1, you know? They, they're they already yeah. like 16x or whatever. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get dumped on. So I, I got out at 2x, but it, that shit mooned. So that yeah. that could happen, but I'd say that's like 2 to 5% chance that happens. Yeah. Oh, it's rare. Like it's a 16x. It's like... um. Fuck, well, okay, that coin last night, Stonks, that we watched, right? Um, yeah, or, holy, f- yeah. That thing, it 40X'd, and, and no, it, it's like, it actually 21X, it had a small, it, no, no, at 25X, it had a small retrace to 21X, which is something I've never seen before, and then it kept going up, and then it, like, and it 40X'd from its uh, first uh, initial listing of $1, and it's like, that was, how the that fuck was did that happen? Yeah. Like, like I've never seen a coin twenty x and then just retrace down just a tiny percent, like a five percent retrace. Bro, I that, thought that was a that was a rug because I thought people couldn't sell or something. Yo, same because it it's like gr- yeah. You look at that, so um, you look at that, and it's just like, how is this not a rug? It has to be people can't <laughs> sell this shit, and that should. So I want to go into how to spot a rug, but I kind of want to talk a little bit more about like some of the things I did when I first started trading as like a good mistake because okay. I. 
I basically was rugging myself doing this shit. So when I first started trading, I would have a lot of long-term bags where I'd hold things for like weeks or a few days. I'd wait for announcement stuff. And then when those announcements would come and they would pump hard, I wouldn't sell it. Like, it's because there's always certain coins that like, I didn't care about. Like, for example, there's a coin called uh, Track. I think it's Oregon Track or something. It kind of sounds like Oregon Trail. And that okay. one, I got a 3X on it and I sold it without a second thought. But then I had like YFV and I had a 7X and I didn't sell it. Oh, fuck. Until it dumped. And then, yeah, it dumped hard as fuck. It went down to my initial. <laughs> Over a course of a week. Oh, fuck. Yes. Oh, because I was just stupid. And I'm like, this is going to go to $200. I fell for the memes and everything. It's like, and that coin is still a piece of shit, by the way. So it is. It is. Yeah, I because never touched it. Yeah, don't. Because the issue with that coin is that it had uh, farming with other assets. So I saw a rumor of Fortune. People were saying that the devs are the ones that are uh, dumping because you can farm it with Link. And it's like, why the hell is any token going to do that? Like, have a- other asset farming where it's like, you can farm this token with something else. And, and then it's just going to always deflate because it's you have no risk in the right. game, right? And yeah. permanent loss is a fucking bitch. But if you're not playing the permanent loss game, you're fucking winning. So if you can, that's why I like Yeld is a piece of crap because you can farm Yeld. If you have five Yelds, you can farm it with stable coins, right? Oh my yeah, God, five Yelds, bro. Like you buy them now, it's like 20 bucks. Like, but oh, you spent like, what is that, $100? And you can farm a fuck ton of them and dump them whenever. There's a reason why YF beta was at $2,000 and then ended up going to 50 because it was stable coin farming. Even Capo was tweeting about stablecoin farming. It's like, yeah, it's stupid. Like, I have yeah. if you have ten grand in USDC, which you know, if you're trading for some time, it's not hard to get, and you can easily just put that into any stablecoin vault or mm. farm and make it a killing. Oh yeah. So that's yeah. Why is the like just farming coin in general? I just uh, I just think it's just a, yeah, avoid uh, yeah. unless it's like a quick flip, you know. Exactly. Like the only time you should get into farming coins is they have like unique uh things to keep me keep from dumping so like there's dues which is a stable coin uh mm-hmm. or not stable coin, it's a, a bonding curve so a, a bonding curves can't pump but the pumping like uh it's a, it's a it's like a soft peg where every time a purchase occurs it mints the tokens to equal that but it still can't pump so that one it's farming but the apy is like atrocious it's like two percent or three percent it's basically a fucking bank account oh gosh <laughs> yeah i think goat said he has uh like three ten grand in there and he makes like 35 dollars a day so oh. It's better than any bank account you'll find anywhere, but it's still horrible when it comes to DeFi. <laughs> and then we have the the company I, I work for, Zaya, the team, where they have your, your rewards are in alternative tokens than the flagship ones or in the RI and DZI tokens, which you can mm-hmm. sell them whenever you want, but they do have uses in the sense that they give you better APYs for farming if you hold them mm-hmm. and add them. So like those are the better systems. Like when you look at like Sushi, you know, or the old farming coins that were like crazy. It's like you would farm one token with one token. Right or needs and other stuff, and it's like it's only going to dump because there's no reason to, to hold it. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, I actually wasn't there for the sushi hype. I just saw a lot of posts on Twitter, but I I, I really don't know what happened about it. Did can you explain to me? Sure. So how it happened with sushi? Sushi was the the first farming coin, and this oh, is also okay. when gas dollar, when gas was like fifty bucks. So like, wait, why was it fifty bucks? I was, uh, because farming was such a drain on the ETH network that it caused gas fees to go out oh, of the fucking roof. It, yeah. So because of that, I also think that's why Sushi and Uno didn't tank as fast. Because, um, so this is the beginning of the farming craze. We had Sushi where I think some a bug happened. I think it was listed at hundred dollars. Some bug happened with two dollars. Uh, farming opened up, and we all started farming it, and the price went from two something to like six dollars. Um, I did not sell it for the 3X, even I was farming, I was eating, I was eating shit. Um, and then I ended up selling it just for like a 1.8X something. 
and then it tanked to one dollar then it rose nine dollars then we had the exit scam but to oh, kind of explain what sushi and you know were is they were the first farming coins for anyone new here and what that means is you would buy the token you provide liquidity on uniswap and then you get awarded by the token and with that liquidity you give it over to the the tokens website to generate mm. more tokens and, mi- and mint them or farm them and so you're being okay. rewarded for buying liquidity um the issue with these two is that people still had no idea what farming tokens were so they mooned very hard like you know listed at 50 cents and it ended at six and a half cents so what the hell i think choke said he I've... put in around three eth and he got walked out 100k i put in like i put in a lot more but i joined it like a little bit later and i i bought in at like a dollar and a half um and i i didn't i so he kind of fucked me with that one. I love the guy, but he fucked me. Um, <laughs> he said, like, none of you idiots better fall asleep on this shit. So I ended up staying up to, like, 3 a.m. And then eventually I got tired and I sold my, my all my Uno bags, made a killing. Um, and then oh, I woke man. up in the morning. He's like, oh, thank God I fell asleep on this. I made more money. It's like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, because, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you made money, then yeah, we're chilling, you know? <laughs> Didn't make 100K, though, from 3 ETH, but, oh, you know. I still yeah. made something good, but yeah, with that one, what made it so special was that also I think the gas fees are so high, it wasn't economical to like claim rewards and sell them instantly. Um, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So like there was another coin a while back called PUD that I was in. I lost a thousand dollars in five in like two minutes because someone rigged a bot to auto sell um, every block. So it dumped the price from two and a half dollars to 30 cents within like 10 minutes. That's insane. Um, yeah, because that bot was ridiculous. It was just yeah. dumping. Um, so that kind of blew dick about that project. But <laughs> so, all right, now let's actually go back into like how to spot a rug. <laughs> now okay. that we're done verbal shit posting, do you want to start creepy? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. For me, I just, I don't, I can't read the contract like you or like any other one, or the, any other people. So I just, what I do is I go into their telegram and I, I just observe what the the dev is doing and I have a lot of burner accounts for Telegram and I and I message them with like different accounts and see how they respond to the different accounts you get me yeah and and I even doing that though even doing that and just talking to them like these fucking sociopaths they they just they don't care they just rug so uh, it just it's it's like most most um efficient way of uh identifying a rug is just looking at the contract that's 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 how simple it is but um from what i've noticed there was one there was one post on twitter and it made sense for me because uh nowadays how people would rug was they would make a safe contract and then um they hold the pre-sale yeah they'd buy up uh, the whole, like almost like the supply with a different account. And then they just constantly dump that. So that's pretty much mm. rug too. So people have yeah. to know, people have to know that that shit is fucked up. I didn't even think about the one. Yeah, it does make sense. So like for those who don't know on Dex tools before it was a free feature. Now it's a premium feature. It tells you when a dev is selling, um, yeah, which is crazy. Cause for XFI, it, it said the dev sold 2000, 2k ETH in one go and people still were popping the token. So if you bought XFI, you deserve to get rugged because the devs sold 2K Ethan twice um, in that project. So, That's true, yeah. So with the new system, that is a way to get around the new system for to prevent for the devs thing is people just buy it on other wallets. Uh, it happened with mm-hmm. Digo Finance where like two whales basically on set five wallets bought the entire pre-sale supply. That's crazy. 
Yeah. So, yeah, no, that happens a lot too. We're like, so I was in, we were in Ember the Coin Zydeco. Mm-hmm. That, that coin, he wrote the code for a vault that actually was great code. And I had other devs look at it and they said, yeah, the code is real. So this guy went out of his way to write code for the coin and for a vault. And then he rugged because basically what he did was he never locked liquidity and he never gave um, the pre sellers or tokens. So if you had bought and listed, you could have gotten a 5X and flipped it for another 5X that are dumped. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we basically got rugged because he never gave pre sellers or token. And then eventually once he got tired, he just deleted the telegram pulled liquidity. <laughs> so it's like, that was the most like weird rug I've ever seen. Cause it went around a lot of my like rug commandments, like ways I spot them. Cause like the code was there, the pre-sale right, yeah. worked, the coin got listed. So it's like, the only issue was, okay, he wasn't giving us our tokens. He was being weird. He's like, oh, I'm sorry guys. I'm one man working. It's hard for me. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> fuck it. Like maybe you should have to set up a fuck. I'll take it. Cause the coin's mooning. And yeah. then it's just well, like, I'm just going to say this real quick. Like whoever's listening to this, you guys have to look at uh, Umbasa's the, the rug commandment. If, if you get, you just, Go through that, and then you'll be set. Yeah. Uh, I'm dead serious, yeah. Especially rule number eight, because fuck GMAC. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you want to go on my Twitter at JordanCrypto69 and read my pin message, <laughs> I'll be updating oh. it shortly to make it like less spelling errors and less retarded. But it's a good way to spot uh, how to be, how to like, what's a rug and what's how to avoid them. Because with mm-hmm. that one, the weird thing was, is I, I had two friends talking about it, that they were trying to revive the project with this guy. They're helping him a little bit. And he had like an AMA. And that's kind of like one thing my Rogdar went off. I'm like, eh, this guy seems too nice. But then I was in his telegram <laughs> and he called someone a jeet fuck. And I was like, that's my guy. Fuck it, I'm in. And then <laughs> he actually was a rugger. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I mean. Like, uh, um, it was Herc Finance. I still remember. I, I was talking to the dev and this was when I was fucking naive as fuck. Because like the guy didn't seem like he would rug for... And he rugged for 10 or 12 ETH that day. But he just didn't seem like he'd rugged for that low. But he, he just pulled it. He just pulled it after all. And it, it was mostly uh, my friends that were in the pre-sale. But they don't give a fuck, bro. They just do whatever the hell, you know, just for quick money. They just do whatever. That's just, yeah, with like the 10, like I, like I was in one coin called Orbit and it was my first 200X. I bought it at $5 and ended up peaking at like, wait, no, this is, this was a rug one. I bought it at five and ended up going to a thousand. Um, so like what he did was he was like, oh, this is a, a core, clo- not core clone, this is a orb clone, right, yeah. um, but I'm locking staking that I'm locking the selling that way. Um, when selling gets unlocked, uh, it won't be as like ridiculous. It won't affect stakers that much. Some bullshit. Um, I only put in like 0.01 ETH and that 0.01 oh, turned into like seven ETH, but I couldn't sell. Oh, so, fuck. yeah. So that was, that was a pretty fucking heart wrenching one. Um, and like with that one, like the dev was nice the entire time. He was like dealing with the website issues and he was talking to people and he was like saying like what, how he did the coding. Everyone's like, damn, that's right. And then eventually he rugs like for like 13 ETH. Yeah. And like someone's like, you rug for 13 ETH, bro. Go fuck yourself. And he's like, look, I exactly. I, I rugged for 13 ETH on this one, but earlier today I rugged for four, and then I rugged for like 20 last night. So at the That's end of the day, I'm making bank. Yeah, he told someone that, and it's like, <laughs> these people, like you said, they're fucking sociopaths. They're going to... I swear, I swear, yeah, bro. They continue to do this shit over and over again because it's so easy to send your funds to like Binance yeah. and saw it back to another wallet or just send it to anywhere and just cash out or Tornado cash it. That's the problem oh. with like DeFi itself is exactly. how easy it is to get out of these things. Yeah, I'm just going to ask you a quick question. Like, Sure. Don't you think like... um the you know like their people are the big people are going to get involved like all these rugging and stuff i feel like they're going to 
like someone's watching this I, yeah. I i just feel like someone's watching this and just like noting all these like rugs and shit i don't know i just feel like someday like they're gonna have to pay or, or just i mean they might get away but I, that's just my thought what do you think Umbasa? um so to start that off i just want to get his twitter correct so i don't feel like an asshole because uh, someone I talked to this actually for a very long time the other day. All right. Okay. So our homie Space at uh, Crip Space with a V instead of an A. Yeah. Shout out to Space. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Shout out to Space. I love him. So <laughs> um, I also want to get his Twitter correct. I know he's felt like an idiot. Um, okay. Oh, shit. But <laughs> so him, he told me he actually has a huge XRP bag. And memes aside, oh, okay. um, XRP is the coin of like centralized finance. It is the coin of. Uh, big business and everything because I have fr- I have a guy in my DMs that always tells me to buy at least two thousand of them um, because like when when regulations hit it's gonna be there's one like it's gonna probably be we're all stuck on centralized exchanges even choke told me this because when you go on certain gambling sites and you have VPN it just blocks mm-hmm. you so it's very possible that one day we wake up when we go on Uniswap and it just says you're using a VPN so you can't access this or it just mm-hmm. says you're in the United States and you can't access this. Holy shit, um, if that happens, I'm going to rope myself. I swear to God. Yo, same, bro. Like, imagine just trading for fucking tip for 4% gains over a week. I, know, fucking exchange. I, just, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that shit. Yeah, I can't. Make a stop. Or just, like, <laughs> I can't even use Binance in my shit state. So I'd have yeah. to fucking, like, what could I do? So it's like, um, to go back to what you're saying, like, what could happen? It's like, that's what's going to happen. It's like, when the hammer comes down, it's going to mm. be a very bad fucking hammer. And it's like, we have really no one that can stop it, right? Like, yeah. I don't think Vitalink is going to call whoever the president is and he's going to get Sergey on the line and tell him, yo, you got to reopen Uniswap. That's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. We're just no. um, And that's the unfortunate so, thing. Yeah. So we just got to enjoy it as much as we can right now. Unfortunately. Someday like, I, it's going to come. Someday. Yeah, someday. And it's like, when it does come, it's like, what is it going to be? And also, like, there's always going to be an alternative, but then it's like all those alternative states, right? Because there's like so many different swaps, right? Um, it's kind of like, so there's yeah. a good, like, fun little nostalgia thing for everyone here. Uh, when you were a kid in middle school or high school and you tried going on a website at your school's computer and it was blocked, but then the other game site <laughs> wasn't blocked, it's going to be like that almost, where we're going to be like, yeah, oh, they yeah, got yeah, Uniswap, yeah. but DarkSwap is still alive. Oh, Sushi yeah, yeah, Swap, yeah, which yeah. no one uses, it's running, baby. Let's go. So it's going to be, we're going to be racing to find which yeah, swaps yeah. work. Um, <laughs> and we're going to, like, that's probably going to be like the next thing, like with bots, where that's like the best kept secret. It's going to be like which exchanges aren't blocked. Cause like, if you go on Bancor right now, which I've used it once or twice, um, mm-hmm. all you have to do is click "I am not a U.S. citizen" and you can buy on Bancor. Oh wow! Yeah, so I know it's that's very, how, it's that's very how difficult. It is. Yeah, that's literally all it takes. Just click no, and then it's, it lets you buy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's according to my computer, yeah, according to my computer, I'm in South Korea, so um, I, I'm not doing anything oh, wrong. For real? Yeah. <laughs> so. Um. What else? What else? we talk about um so let's look at our script here um okay so let's say if anything let's talk about the contracts a little bit how to read the contract um okay. this is an important thing this is also i'm gonna be doing a video on in the future um as yeah. well as to kind of explain it so one okay, thing i'm always... gonna give you the spotlight right now because i just i don't really have any idea of the contract part so you can yeah. you can just go on so I'm going to pull up an Ecto scan as well, and I'll have that in the background. Uh, if, I'm, if I get good at video editing, I'll try to add this on because it's going to be a long podcast. Yeah, you podcast. should. You should. No, yeah, actually, so it, I think you can. If you just uh, turn on your um, screen share, and then it will record the screen share with it. 
Oh. Uh, See, this is I don't know sweat. if you want to try that right now, though. Okay, I'll try. I really, I don't have anything going. Um, let's see. <clears throat> I'm interested too because I, I have no idea how to read a contract. All right, so I'll do. I'll try to do a good one. So okay. okay. So all right. So here is Perfect. hippo. Here's hippo finance. We all should know this coin. It's a piece of shit. Uh, don't buy this garbage. But <laughs> this is a this is a safe contract, right? Um, yeah. So let's look here. This is all normal shit. Usually, I don't ever like hit and read contracts. So the first thing you do is click here. You want to see this check mark. This check mark means it's verified, meaning that the developer um, cleared his contract so anyone could read it at any time. So okay. first thing you do is click here. So on a mobile device, you can just hit Control F and it'll search randomly. Um, mm-hmm. But on a computer, you have to click on the Solidity file. So first, do this Mint. So always look at Mint first. This is. These lines here are just dev notes. This is the developer writing a note for anyone reading the contract or for anyone who's editing it later to see and understand what the fuck they're talking about. So, okay. All right, so Hippo, this was a coin that was minted at one point because it was a farming token, right? So here's something important right here. You see MasterChef. This is the code contact that's in that was in SushiSwap because that's why the Sushi developer is called MasterChef something. Uh, <laughs> so this is usually fine. So you see here, yep, code is from modified from YAM code. And if you scroll down, you probably maybe if you hit sushi, you can find that. Let's see. No, okay. So it's just YAM code. So now let's go back to mint. So with that first function, is anything in here? Um, okay, see, so yeah. This is function mint address public only owner. This is like this would be a malicious one. Um, however, this because it's on MasterChef. It would usually be trustworthy because of the fact that it belongs to the code that was used in Sushi Swap, um, because their code was malicious for Sushi. But whenever mm-hmm. it's Chef, usually it's not used maliciously because it's a farming coin. Um, so this is like probably one of the better examples, just because of uh, this. So, if anything, let me go to a coin that actually did rug me because of a. Uh... Was that it? This coin, yeah, rugged me because they minted. So this one should have a malicious one that I can show. Um, ah. so see okay here's a good example as well so as you see i typed in mint this coin did actually mint a ton and then rug us the issue with this one is they have the mint function labeled as something else they have it labeled as like supply function or something odd um so it's not easy to see so this actually happens a lot with certain tokens that do rug is they'll hide the mint function and give it a different name with these it's unfortunately i like it's hard luck. So here's a good example, though. Um, with this coin, this is, uh, let's see how many lines. This is about 100 lines, 95 lines mm-hmm. of coding. Our boy Baba Yaga, whose solidity skills are very limited, his <laughs> coins have more lines than this. So usually if I see anything that says you're going to be revolutionary and it has this amount of lines of coding, um, it's usually a piece of fucking garbage. Okay. So, so this is always a good... Thing. Yeah, so like, if it's, if, it's like, if it's a pump and dump coin, like the web's like, hey, casino fun, this is fine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this is like something that they're saying like SSS was like it's supposed to be the next EDZ, um, this is a piece <laughs> of shit. Um, so let's go to another coin. So okay, let's go to Eco DeFi. Hopefully it pops up. Ah fuck it. I'll just do another example. So so everyone knows I do work for Zyatry. Here's another example of a contract. Um, so Zyatry that has been confirmed. It was actually made on Vitamari. So whenever you see this. This is also another red flag. Um, however, with Zyatry is that obviously the coin, they did add front-end uh, applications to it later, 
And with these applications, you're actually able to then use it on their website to stake and then also uh, provide liquidity to get uh, RI token. So this is usually a red flag. This is another thing that if you join a Telegram and they're like, this is the next big thing. This is the next BTC or next uh, chain link. And you see this, this is usually a big sign like, oh, this is bad. Um, That's another thing is like, go to the Telegram and see what the hell they're talking about. And like, understand like this coin obviously started up as an airdrop. They have a cool story that you should go to the Telegram and ask more. And Mm -hmm. eventually a lot more coding got added to it to then allow it to do more. Um, And I think it has a mint function around here at line 340. Um, But see, mint finish. This means it can no longer mint. So right here, this is a malicious code. But then they added this function right here, meaning it can no longer mint. It's been closed. You cannot edit. You can't change this coding. It's permanent. Oh, okay. So they said the public can mint only owner. This would be a negative code, but stopped. That this means it cannot be called that function. Um, oh, yeah. That's a good example of like something that like. So wh- why was this there? Okay, so this is a Vinamari coin. The developer launched it as a fun thing and eventually made it his, his company project. So he launched it. He did it as an airdrop. He probably didn't have an ERC-20 dev at the time because it was Vitamin and Vitamari. And then eventually he's like, you know what? We should add something to this so that there's never this fear that people can just mint and, and rug, right? So we add this function here, meaning it can never be rugged, at least through a mint function. So oh, okay. that's why that's there. Um, and here's another big thing. So, okay, this test token, that's fine. Um, this is usually, so this, let me find the one that's bad. You want to look for this one. Ah, it's not popping up. So unfortunately, I can't find it. But so let me try to think of a good example. So one thing, another way to find a good scam is that whenever you see this thing right here, source matches bytecode. Um, test code is usually fine because that means someone made a test coin. Right? Like, this is like a default. One of the default options for Vinamari, as you can see, has a lot of lines of detail um, and all that. Um, the one you want to avoid is when it says null two. Because that's the most default option for Vinamari. So another way to mm. check for scams is you always want to do this. You hit approve. Um, and you want to look to see if there's anything that seems like kind of retarded. So function approve address is normal. Um, I see approve. Virtual override. Okay, so that's not the best. So when you see virtual override, that means it can be adjusted. Um, okay. And also public, so that means it can be adjusted. Oh, what's that? What's that super simple way of knowing if you can sell or not? You know, it's like the most stupid way of rugging is like not having the sell button. You know. Yeah. So that one's where it gets difficult. So like with the current war on rugs, we kind of see a lot more of that. Um, the best thing you can do is hit transfer, and then make sure it doesn't say anything like this, like something retarded, like destroys amount of tokens. Because like for for the 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 contract I see the most, that's usually for rug. It'll say like this, open Zeppelin uh, and some other stuff. And then when you see transfer, it's going to say dev stop. It's going to say right here, dev something, something. And then it'll mm-hmm. say, if you do this function, um, you can stop. Oh, is this actually it? No, this isn't it. Uh, it would basically say um, dev can stop selling by doing this in, in the, the text here, the, the notes. And then a little bit right below it, it would just be the, the mistake is not to do. And that's a good way of testing it to see if you can't sell. Or, or like even to prove it. So that's like the other mm-hmm. new scam that's being done. That's hard for me to spot it. Usually for that one, what you would do is oh, Converge just joined. All right, Converge, you there? Uh, oh my God, it's him. 
You hear me? Loud and clear. Yo, what's up? Oh, sick, man. Awesome. Yeah. How you been, man? Uh, doing pretty good, surviving, you know. Feel that. Balancing it all right now. Amazing. So we're actually like 40 minutes in, but we could, you're still welcome. To, let me just, I'll ask you explain how to like spot a rug right now. That's why I'm sharing. Uh, oh, but I'll sweet. take this off. Yeah, then you can then do your introduction and we can just keep Beverly Chef posting until we get bored. Uh, That's so, great. <laughs> so it's great to have you here, Converge. So um, just to... But I'll talk. So the other, it, so I should stop sharing. So I can explain it verbally what the other issue is. Or actually, I know the token that did this to me. I don't know if this. Will, I can't misspell for life. I said my wallet because I bought it and got rugged by it. If it's if I didn't delete it. Um, <laughs> Look at all those shit coins. Yeah, no, I got a lot. this one. Is the one? This is right here. This is the one that rugged me. So this token here, um, if you ever want to look at it and see what like a malicious code is, this is the one. I believe this one has the black uh, blacklist function that what it does is um, after a certain amount of sell, after a certain amount of buys, um, and anyone before, so I think it's like after the first 30 taxons, any, those people who did the first 30 can no longer sell. So other people were able to buy and sell it, but the first 30 could not, and that was one of the first 30. Um, so the dev turned it on at one point, and then he just got fucked. So, oh, right here. Require Adam an error, so he basically fucked his own code um, to make sure that no one could sell it. That's why. This is what this guy did, and he also had like a blacklist function, where at some point people just couldn't. Um, after a certain amount of taxons, it couldn't be sold anymore. So mm -hmm. this is another. This is a good coin if you want to learn what a scam looks like. Uh, Loki Finance, and here is the thing. I will put this in the description on YouTube uh, for the contracts. I'm gonna leave it open my computer so I don't forget. And this is a very good one to read. Uh, to see what a scam looks like as a good learning experience. So as dumb as it sounds, if you ever get rugged, look at the coin that rugged you and look at the contract. And then see, oh, that's a good idea. And then like, see what the fuck is in it and then like compare it to other coins. Like, so for today, so I'll stop sharing and I'm just going to talk a little bit about one other coin we're looking at, um, just to give an example. So for today, we were, we were talking to the developers at uh, Clocker and they, gave me, and they gave me their code and when I looked over it, um, if I had more time, what I would have done is I would have compared it to the fire protocol code and the time miner code it's supposed to be a fork of both of those meaning that the code should be similar to an extent so if the code is completely different like for example if i read it and the code is in chinese and those two are in english and spanish i know it's not the same right it should be in like portuguese and french it's just like a language similar where you can you can look at it and get a general idea of what they're trying to do if it's completely different then that's a rug because how are you going to tell me your code you're forking something and it's a complete fucking opposite of both of them it just doesn't make sense that makes sense to me, yeah. Yeah. But all right, Converse. Sorry to delay everything if you want. Give yourself a quick introduction. No, um, you're I, <clears throat> I was just gonna say you're good. Um I well I do have a question for you after that. But uh yeah, uh my name's Converge. Um I'm relatively new to the crypto Twitter scene. Um my background is essentially in science and uh I have my MBA for business. Um but really I've used to mind Doge and I'm my brother got me back into crypto because um, he's like a link marine and he got me interested oh, no. uh, earlier this year and I've been kind of grinding and trying to relearn everything. So it's uh, I'm all I'm on for the ride. It's been fun so far. Damn, it's actually uh, that's what I talked about. My first ever coin I bought actually was Chainlink. I remember watching Chico. I saw a Chico Crypto's video on it. <laughs> um, then I watched um, Coin Bureau, who I think is the only YouTuber for crypto that isn't full of shit. Um, the rest of them are pretty full of shit, but. Yeah. So, unfortunately, oh shit! Yeah, never, never watch um, crypto YouTube. Most of them are 
they're just they're just bullshit most of them yeah or like if you like the thing is like by the time they made a youtube video on the coin that shit's long gone exactly <laughs> yeah yeah their boys have already bought into it for whatever <laughs> your group they're in so everyone already knows it's like preloaded and then exactly. you just see the spike and honestly like god early august i think i was watching um a few YouTubers and, I was, and i was watching like uh bitboy crypto um oh, nice. ivan and someone else and i was like this is so inefficient i'm not even learning <laughs> yeah. anything and they're like delayed shilling me so what yeah what is a better way to get information found telegram much more useful and then kind of just spread out from there but uh mm -hmm. there's much more um efficient avenues to information than waiting on youtube for someone to tell you what to do um for sure exactly. The best thing you could do if you're, so if you're someone new, so if you listen to this podcast for some reason you want to start tomorrow, the best thing you can do is exactly this. Go on Twitter uh, and let's look up, like, honestly, look up Capo. Like, he's the biggest crypto Twitter account. Don't buy everything he sells or you're going to get fucking wrecked. Please don't fucking do that. Um, <laughs> but, like, look at the people he adds, like, his friends, and then look at those accounts and see if they have telegrams, right? Look at the smaller guys that they find their gems from and then join their telegram. Never, never join a paid telegram unless it's like a one-time fee or something. If it's like a monthly mm -hmm. fee, like you pay for Junkie or you pay for that one retard we keep posting about, the one that you pay 2K, 2K a month <laughs> for his... Uh, so insane. Yeah, that, that, don't join that retard either. Like, that's ridiculous. Someone actually pays 2K a month for a He's... paid telegram? Yo, you, you haven't seen that? Oh, okay, I'll, I'll make sure. I'll post it. No, I'll post the, that's I'll post fucking the retarded. Dude. It's that weird, creepy, like, blonde guy that's, like, screaming in all the videos. I don't know his name or else I'd flame him. But he's like some like he's like is a crypto. Uh, oh, is it the guy with the long hair? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that oh shit, that's him. Yeah, imagine paying two K for his fucking thing. <laughs> I wish we knew his name so I can actually flame him properly. But it's like, like him, Bitcoin, all those people. Like they, by the time they show something, it's already fucking long gone. Mm -hmm. So the best thing you can do is find people on Twitter who probably don't have more than anywhere from like, I'm gonna say a hundred to a thousand followers. Join your Telegram, and you're actually getting a grassroots person that's probably in that telegram primarily 90% of the time, right? Like originally I was in Chance Crypto's telegram for some time. Then eventually I joined Choke the Hippos and I've been in Choke the Hippos for the last uh, like four months. I'm his only admin. I'm now on his podcast. I was not today on the governor Dow one because uh, they forgot to add me to the call, <laughs> unfortunately. So, but I will be on the next Monday one um, as well, doing this one whenever we want and just having fun with it. So, but if you want info, the best thing you can do is be on telegram you're going to be able you're going to be in a tele like a telegram like let's say devo land which is a thousand twelve hundred people or you're going to be in um ape assembly which is warlords calls chat right which is free and it's like you'll see shit live they'll call it as like you know shortly after they buy it or when they find something good they'll post it um, or they'll give you information about like oh what to look at but even then those chats are also like dangerous right because there's it's like Warlords call chat there's three thousand people if you're buying something that like if you if, let's say you see he calls a coin five minutes ago in a 3x instead if you buy it, that 3x, you're asking to get wrecked because there's yeah 200 people that probably bought it already, and they're sitting at a nice 3x, and they're, they're hovering their hands going that swap button. They're like, all right, all right, thank you, warlord, I'm out. <laughs> exactly. And you're playing what? with all, and you're going to be extra liquidity for all those guys. So always be careful with any like call telegram. It's like always try to be in a a group where you can talk and ask mm -hmm. questions. And like, and at the end of the day, also trust your own opinion. The other day, I asked like, hey guys, I think this is top for ETH at 473, and everyone's like, nah, bro, it's going to 500. It fucking dumped to 450. I wish this was my gun sold. That would have been up. But <laughs> you never know what these things. Yeah, the DYOR is so real. But um, yeah. in, in understanding that if you're in different groups, there's everyone has a, a general personal motive and just find people that are very collaborative by nature. And uh, I mean, I've run into that very recently, which has been really good at like the Casa group. But um, finding those people that kind of want to succeed, but they're willing to work with you 
is mm-hmm. huge because um, mm-hmm. other there are there's sociopaths out there, man. Uh, I've run into a couple, <laughs> and they will literally <laughs> let you get wrecked, and they don't care or they think it's funny. Um, and, and it, it's your real investment, man. So you got to take care of your own money um, and do you and always take take profit. Jesus Christ. Yep. If I've learned anything. <laughs> yeah. Take profit. So- so a good example of like taking profit. Um, the other day out we were in a coin called like FedShare. Uh, we it was a low cap, so we can only put in like 0.2 ETH, 0.1 ETH max, and we I think we six x it right. So once it like four three x, I took out my initial and I took half profit right. Um, so yeah. just like be comfortable with like so like it, that's 0.3 ETH right. I put in 0.2, I walked out of 0.3, and I, I kept selling on rises afterwards, so I wouldn't have to fight this low liquidity. But like I could have just watched it go from like my 0.2 from to one. Uh, back to point two, but I was like, no, this is a Uniswap casino coin, right? Like, I have no idea what FedShare is. I have no idea what this project even does. So, like, why am I going to hold it for weeks and be like, oh, man, this is the one. This is the one that's going to be my Bitcoin. No, just sell that shit. And if you're ever, like, nervous, here's something else you can do. If Let's say you have a lot of ETH in something which you probably should never do. Let's say you put 12 ETH in a project and it's worth, like, 24, it's worth, uh, like, 17 or something. Take some of your profit out if you really want to make a long-term hold, right? So, Let's say you had 12 ETH and it's worth 20. Take take ETH out. Leave your initial in and just take your profit out and just keep doing that over time if you really want it to be a good long-term hold. Like right yeah, now, exactly, yeah. a lot of our friends are in smart credit. Um, I missed the dip because I'm an idiot um, and didn't enter at $2 or 1.8 yesterday. Um, so if I had you know, done that and I had 2X, let's say I put in a grand or two grand at $2 and then we hit five, I probably would have I probably cashed out completely. But if I believe in the project, I would have taken, I probably would have cashed out 3K and leave in 2K. So I would have taken my, that would have been, yeah, my initial and half profit, right? And let, mm-hmm. the, let the rest ride free because that's just free money at that point. It's house money. You made that profit. So that way you don't feel like you're getting wrecked. So always try to take profit. I know it feels great when you look at that thing, you got 10 accents, like, holy shit. I put in an ETH, I'm walking out with 10. Um, but it's so rare you find a good gem that does that nowadays. Like me and Kira were talking about earlier, there really isn't a revolutionary anymore where people, they get those good gains, the two X, three X, they just sell. So holding yeah. for moonshots is very difficult. It has to be something really insane to do that. Um, and I actually want to talk about one thing. It was uh, it was like the Korean project, and it was like the AI one. And oh. it, yeah, so that shit was uh, that shit fooled me hard. And Matt's too. Shout out to him. I love that guy. But we were like watching the YouTube videos, and it, we, at first we thought it was weird because it was uploaded around like early early january if i remember correctly and we were like why is this why is this now like listing on uniswap but like we ate in regardless and we made a lot of eth from that but then people who fomoed in thinking that it's like the new keeper got wrecked and i, I felt really bad because it was it was like i'm i didn't it was like it wasn't the type of rug i've i've seen while i was in the game i'm just being honest with you guys it was yeah they listed they listed um they they had the project listed before and then they listed again for a quick profit for the team it was retarded yeah that one i remember that one that so i bought that one late and i made a 2x um i sold my 2x and then i bought the dip and uh it kept dipping because the devs were rugging and they were selling their entire yeah one go um so i remember that one you guys got like a 7x or some shit and got more yeah Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I joined that one pretty late, and then I still walked out with some profit. Then I got wrecked on that fucking dip because they were rugging. So it's things <laughs> like that. It's like, like they even though like Creepy and Fez got like an insane amount of gains from it, um, just because of that doesn't like it doesn't mean you should buy it. Like, oh shit, they're at a 10x. Like, 
and they called it 10 yeah. minutes ago. Like, yeah, that, that ship has sailed. Like, maybe it goes 12x, but it's 12x to mm-hmm. them. Like, that your funds you're going to put in is like almost nothing compared to it. So, a good example I give to everyone starting trading is that let's say I buy Koi X for $1,000, right? My 1.1x is uh, 1,100. My 1.2x is 1,200. Mm-hmm. Um, that's simple math. If someone puts in $10,000, their 1.1x is my enti- they make they basically make my initial on a 10% rise. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a bigger fucking fish. So be careful whenever you're buying anything in the sense that That's there could be true. some whale in there. We always joke about, oh, the whales are gone after a huge price dump, which really means that <laughs> we just got wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> so always be careful when you're buying anything because there's always someone bigger, like no matter what it is you're buying. And like once they pull that trigger, they're going to dump it on you. Yeah, uh, I just want to ask you guys a question. Sure. Um, so so this whole this whole scene, like – with the low liquidity, you can literally manipulate the graphs, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't really you can't really chart this shit. What what do you guys think? I feel like it's a lot of it is manipulated by the smart whales, is what I think. I just want to hear what you guys think. You know, when I was tracking, um, when I was playing in a lot of the low liquidity plays, I'd end up seeing <clears throat> uh, you'll see repetitive purchases and sells um, that aren't bots. Um, so yeah, there's definitely people that understand kind of how to make things. And I was, I'd call it like painting the graph, um, yeah. that knew how to kind of, to edge things out. Um, but then there's a lot of people that are also, they understand what they're supposed to do. Um, and that impacts everything as well. Cause I, and I wouldn't say that I would ever want to chart one of these things because they blow out so easily and then it's, right, it's just, yeah. the game's over. It's not like you're going to get like some recovery. It's like, okay, everyone's moved on. Um, <laughs> the herd's moved on. They're doing something else now. And so that's why, um, not to go too deep, but like whenever I try to, I try to explicitly state if I'm going on like socials, like, Hey, I'm trading this. I'm trading this. I'm not investing in this medium or long. It's I'm trading it. And just so anyone who listens to me just understands like, all right, this dude's trying to buy dips and try to sell peaks best he can. And that's it. Um, But yeah, so people definitely game it. And there's again, bigger fish. And we just have to be, you have to be aware of that, respect it Mm -hmm. and play around it and, you know, take your crumbs. hundred (laughs) percent, bro. Hey guys, wait, can we do something real quick? Yeah. Um, so I just found something out. Like, I don't know. Okay, I'm actually kind of scared if this didn't record us. I think it's been recording me, but not your audio. Oh. So okay. let me, I'm going to end the call. Yeah. So that way it saves them. It's going to play it real quick. And if it does, then we can just continue on from there. And if okay. not, uh, it's going to be a fun podcast. <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm going to do it twice. But we can. I'll figure something out to fix it. That's okay. just that real quick. I, All right. I just saw now on the right, like I can give you guys the access to record. And now I'm wondering, does that mean it hasn't been recording creepy and you? So, hmm. wait. Uh, for me, I can see the recording sign right here. Yeah, um, I see it as recording as well. I okay. Think we're good. We I, can just hang up and make it. sure though. You know, yeah. and let me just make sure so I don't like I don't rope. I need <laughs> to finish this two hours from now, and it's like, oh fuck. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, all right. So I'm gonna end this real quick. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. I um, totally understand that. I'm turning recording back on. It's like a little creepy. Just so if we start talking early, it uh, <laughs> we won't get fucked up for getting hit the button. Yeah, seen yeah, that happen yeah, a lot. Right. Some like YouTubers where they record something six times, and they're like, "Yeah, try to hit it a few times." <laughs> just, just didn't record a thing for a little while. No, it definitely happens. Um, yeah.
I guess creepy's going okay. No, we'll just sell everyone. Um, I'm probably I'm not gonna cut it just for the memes, but I'm gonna say we, we had a bathroom break. It wasn't that I accidentally uh didn't know if I'm recording <laughs> or not. Because I'm a tech genius that's able to read solidity but can't fucking hit record on a zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that would have been fun. Um but Dude, it was the it was a taco bell break. We're sorry, guys. Just uh yeah. one too many gorditas. Dude, you don't understand. Like, I I used to live in a college town. Now I moved to like basically middle of fucking nowhere, and there is like nothing here. Um, like we like we have a, a Wendy's and a McDonald's. That's there's not even a Walmart. There's not a oh. no Burger King here. Like that's like we don't have a Taco Bell. There's no Mexican restaurants. There's like there's no sushi restaurant, which is good. But it's like I have nowhere where I can get burritos. Like, like how do I survive? Like, do I just give up on life? Always missing. Like I. I definitely, definitely miss Mexican if I didn't have it. Um, the only thing that weirds me out, and I live inland in the United States, um, I'm like, how fast are they getting the sushi here? Because I get pretty good sushi near me, and I'm like, are they just driving these things like right off the boat <laughs> and just bringing it inland? It's just, it's crazy to me because I would have assumed inland sushi wouldn't be good. Um, it's not like LA sushi, but it was still, still pretty bomb. So you can find it if you're looking. Well, so we've gotten so advanced when it comes to. Um... Just like shipping in general and moving things. Yeah. Oh, all right, creepy is now joining. I gotta admit him. So we come we got so advanced comes to shipping and moving things. Like a dumb thing I thought of like a few years ago was I wonder why, like, if you go like to a beach, everything's so expensive because like they should be getting things first because they're right on the bay, the ports come in. Um and I think the beaches fucking suck. Cause I remember I bought I bought sunscreen at a beach once. It was forty dollars for a fucking a spray on bottle when I could have gotten it two miles away and paid five dollars. So that's the reason why that happens. Even though technically they'll be getting supplies the quickest, it's because they, they fucking suck. They know they All got the demand. Beach. They know the demand, man. Like if you exactly. need it now, if you need it now, you're paying. Exactly. It's like, ah, oh, you forgot the, you forgot they have the sunscreen. You're at the beach with your kids. Your wife's going to yell at you. Your kids are going to get it all burned. Your, your mom's going to hit you with a stick. It's like, fuck it. I just keep, I'll pay the 40 bucks for the sunscreen. <laughs> for serenity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So what were we talking about for our, our uh, Taco Bell bathroom break? Um, we were talking about like the whales painting grass. Yeah. Oh, so I actually have a, a good example of that uh, to go into a little story. Um, so everyone here should know what core is. Everyone listening to this podcast should know about Seavault core. It's the first of its kind. It's uh, the ultimate Ponzi scheme. It's LP tokens that can never be on stake, so liquidity can never really be removed from a core. It's always I mean, it's always going to be in existence one way or another. Um when they had the LGE event for Bitcoin, um, the day when LGE finished, the coin was slowly dumping when everyone's wondering why, because um, the Bitcoin fund should have pushed it forward. Um, I watched CryptoTie probably dump 800 ETH, or no, I think it was probably 1,000 ETH in like four transactions. Really? And yeah, in four transactions, that, that guy or girl, because some people are saying he's a girl, um, <laughs> Uh, I'm not even saying offensive. I mean, I have no idea. People were calling him Christine. Um, I actually don't know if he's a, if that person, what gender they are. Um, I'm not even like a politically like, oh, what's the term? For the correct person, I actually have no idea. So I'm just not going to offend the person, um, what they are. So they did that all in like four transactions. And it's like to just do that is insane. Like it wasn't even like, oh, let me pull out like 30 ETH. Let me pull out 40 ETH. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to sell 400 ETH here, 300 ETH here, another 400 how much do I left? hundred. All right, fuck it. Take it out. All right, I'm out. Fuck this coin. Like it was just the most blatant. And then you just completely sold it. I remember I saw this 400 ETH sell. The price went down a few hundred dollars. And I'm like, hmm, 
I'm about like 20 bucks from break even. I'm like, I'm just going to sell here. Fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wonder what, I mean, just out of my curiosity. So the price dropped a couple hundred on the 300 ETH movement. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that makes sense. I, I just, I'm the liquidity pool, I guess, relatively speaking, I guess is volatile. I would think it would be even more stable than something that big, but I yeah. don't know what the pool looked like. Well, 400 ETH is a lot of money. I mean, it's like if yeah, if he's selling it, he's also in a group where well, there was rumors um, that were proven true that him and some other people were in a group where they actually had the core devs and they were getting information early. Um, So with that, um, maybe he got some sort of bearish news. I know there was an LG delay by two hours and he just sold his entire stack over the course of those hours. Um, So it's like if he sold that, there are also people who I'm not tracking right wise that also are selling. Uh, That may have been just anonymous whales or it could have been Mm -hmm. big people. Like one of my friends, uh, Bogdan Pumpit on uh, Twitter, um, I think he was he was in the top ten core holders. I don't know what number he was, but he was in the top ten. Um, so like he also sold like shortly after that because like he DM me, he's like, "Yeah, what the fuck do I do?" I'm like, "I think there's some shit going on. I think there's a bug." And there was. It wasn't that bad, but uh, I don't remember if he sold or not. But I think he eventually did because he had way too much money. And he had. I remember he bought 500 ETH at like 3k. Um, so yeah, he did some like insane shit and it was up a ton. So yeah, wow. Yeah, someone's like, oh, he has a house in core, and it's like he has a fucking mansion in core. What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> That's the dream, though. It's that. Yeah. It's the the generational wealth dream, isn't that the? Yeah. Sell one coin and have enough money to retire your children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still waiting for that coin. We probably always will be, but yeah, yeah the, it's the brick by brick. Hopefully, gets you there. But we'll see. yeah. That's something like so. Me and Creepy before he joined, we were talking. He was talking about he actually was one of his first trades was Orb. And I remember the first Orb. It went from like a hundred dollars to like forty k, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that coin, like my I guess hit of like heroin like that was probably you know where I turned like three k into like that was three k. I think I turned six ETH into like probably seven grand. Um, and ETH nice. was like three something at that point. So mm-hmm. it's like. I have yet to get a coin like that again. Like even though, like, in the, like after you know doing huge trades of like twelve e, ten e at a time, I think like a fucking idiot whale, which I wish I never did. Um, now I never do that shit. I just buy like 0.5 e scalps. But like, <laughs> yeah, I learned my lesson now. Four months later, after getting fucking wrecked. So yeah, I used to do that too. No worries. Yeah. So fuck what? Sure thought like. Uh, like it, it, you, you get that one feeling. Like you get that you know play, you get that orb play, you get that um, keeper play, and you're just like there, like oh my god, then I, everything I touch is fucking gold. And to be yeah. really honest with you, yeah. there is probably not not one Midas in all the crypto. Like yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think Capo is a Midas. I don't think his brother Bitcoin Brown is a Midas. I don't think Crypto Messiah is a, a Midas. Um, no. I don't think anyone is at this, at any point because this is DeFi, right? I can launch a coin tomorrow and literally call it, I forgot to name this, and it might, uh, it might 40x, right? And then someone's going to buy the top of, like, I forgot to name this coin. Yeah. So that's the real, like, thing to worry about, like, in DeFi is, like, no one really is a market mover uh, entirely, right? And, like, it's when they show something or say to buy this, like, there has to be that some type of thing behind it, or maybe people just blindly buy it, right? Um, mm-hmm. A good example is if you want to have fun. You can look at the first time Capo shows something, it usually two or three X's, and then it has a huge dump because everyone apes in trying to get like, scalp his, yes. uh, his shill, and then it just dies right afterwards. And then look every time after that moment where he tweets about it, it does not pump because his market moving event already occurred. This happens for I've seen Fez do this too, where he'll tweet something twice, and the second time everyone's like, ah, bro, who the fuck cares? Uh, you already, already made money on this shit. Move on to the next one. This isn't innovative, nothing's revolutionary. 
right? So it's like you look at any capo shill after the initial one, and it's like that thing doesn't matter anymore. People have already mm. stopped giving a fuck. They've already done it. Maybe they got a little burned on it, or exactly. There's a memory to it. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the thing with crypto in any other industry that you have to remember, um, especially like with like the Twitterverse, you have this self-selecting group that the people that stick around for three, four, eight years, they've all been successful, right? You're not going to stay in this environment if you lose $150,000. You'd be like, fuck crypto. I'm out. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you're making literally hundreds of thousands of dollars, you're going to stay around for years. So we see a lot of these people that are probably one percenters relative to the success rate at the time when they came in. And that's why it's important to me to make sure I'm learning as I'm doing all this, because again, you, you can get wrecked. Like you can get wrecked real fast. Like I was over ething stuff, just trying to get faster two X's and faster stacks. And I, I burned myself a lot like a month and a half ago. So it's, it's easy to do. You get caught up in it real easy after a couple good hits. So, or you just constantly yeah. chase the dragon. As I say, yeah. so you get that one big tree and you're like, I'm going to get it again. Like I know creepy. I know when you go to bed, sometimes you just think of orb. And you're just oh, like, yeah. please God. You, you have no idea. So when I first hit that orb, um, that shit just like changed how I thought about, um, just trading in general because i thought i thought you could hit like a hit like a 10 to 20x easily uh, um and so right after orb i was just like aping into like shit coins and then they would just crash immediately and that's that's how i lost most most of the money i made from orb and that's just that was that that period of time was when i learned the most and i got rugged so many times that time and i was yeah it was crazy for me. It's yeah. It's like, like I said, that feeling like you just feel like, like you feel like you're Midas. Like everything you touch turns to gold and in reality, you're just turning stuff to shit. Like exactly. a, a very close friend of mine. Uh, he doesn't have a Twitter account. So I'll plug him. Um, he told me that whenever you feel like God or you feel like Caesar, it's time to sell because it's <laughs> about to go fucking down because there's someone else out there that they don't feel like God or Caesar. They feel like, Oh, this is a good two X for me. This is a good three X for me. They're going to fucking dump That's that. That's very shit. true. Just like to talk about the whales, people out there that just see, they just see Ethereum and they fucking sell it. Like it's the same type of people that will like no rug for five, 10 ETH, right? Because at the end of the day, that shit adds up. Mm-hmm. In any case, it's like I was talking to Choke today about like Uniswap and he was talking about why he's not doing the degenerate plays anymore is because he wants to make big moonshot hits like the three X's, four X's. And it's like to me, you know, I'll make a two X on 0.5 ETH or 0.3 ETH and I'll be happy as shit, right? That mm-hmm. adds up at the end of the day when your full deal is less than 20 grand. So, you know, any any good play is a good play for me. So I don't look for moonshots at this point unless it's like, yeah. unless it's key. Another, the next, uh, like uh, Andre coin, then that I'm throwing everything in, going to get wrecked or, or oh. make it. <laughs> <laughs> so to go on with Converge is saying, so I just looked it up. There's actually a statistic 10% of day traders for stocks have a success rate. So just 10%. Wow. Um, so imagine that with crypto, <laughs> it's probably 4%. <laughs> yeah. It, it really, really is probably very aligned to that. Um, and people aren't auditing themselves. I mean, I don't know how many people are keeping track of their trades with like a lot, especially with MetaMask and like Uniswap. Like it's really easy to not keep track of anything. And like, I'm kind of diligent about it. Um, general day in and day out flow. But uh, if you're not meticulous, you can watch like a, just a slow burn of you slowly kind of dwindling on a couple of bad trades and then you're, you know, you're down $2,000 from your initial 5,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out what you're doing. And now you're like, dude, my wife's going to find out what the fuck do I do? Like, <laughs> like you get into that, you get into that pit and now you're just like, man, tax money. 
you know, yeah. you're just, just killing yourself. So you got to be careful, but learn best resources you can find um, and people around you. These guys on here have taught me just, I absorb it via osmosis um, and just see what trades they pick and do and who they're listening to. Uh, so you guys have helped me so much. I can't even say in a very short amount of time, which is insane. Yeah, so exactly. I, I do appreciate that. Same for me. Like when I, from like all of you guys, I le- like you guys have like this um, aspects of like, there's parts that you guys are good at at one side and then you can, we can like learn from each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's exactly it too. It's like get exposed to what you're bad at. Um, like I can't read code for shit. Like, um, so whenever somebody's like talking about something, I try to try to really perk up, pay attention and look for mm-hmm. things that I can basically see, 100%. um, and advice I can do, or just, you know, message Umbasa and be like, bro, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I get those a like lot, our... dude. It, I, I, I'm not gonna say I don't enjoy, I do like when people give it to me. My, like, so like, so I can just read solidity to find malicious shit. So if you ever ask me to make you a coin, I really can't fucking do that. I will learn it one day, but I can't do that at the moment. Um, but it's like, like that example, like you just said, like, oh, shit, I, I don't know what to do here. Let me ask someone. And then also mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the do your own research is there too. Like I said about the ETH thing where I'm like, do I sell here at 473? And we're like, no, nah, it's going to 500. That shit didn't go to 500. I should have sold. But it's like with, <laughs> with this right here, it's like, hey, like if I need to ask about a dip, I know what Kirby posts, this is a good dip. I'm going to fucking ape into that shit. I know it's in a full reaction at that point, right? That's what his specialty is. If I join a telegram and confer just the mod, there's a reason why he's a mod. He's been in there for eight weeks talking to the dev, asking about his fucking blood type and his dog's name. So he knows God, everything so about true. that. Point. <laughs> yeah, you've been in fucking Eris for like probably three months now. Like I, I joined there and you're having a conversation with COD about like the, the movement of the astral planes on a Wednesday. You know, it's Dude, like, he, all right, this, this means yeah. some, this guy knows what's fucking going on, right? So that's also what talking about like Gasla Crypto, what we want to do is have that type of feeling with developers. You want to be in their telegrams, be a moderator, just be someone on the team that... Maybe we're not getting paid for it. Maybe we're just there to make sure the project works and what they're launching makes sense, right? Because if a developer is launching a coin that they believe is the next big thing and we read and be like, yo, this is fucking dog shit, right? Like you're launching is dog shit. We, we want to be there to tell them, okay, this is what you got to change. Like, so if someone says they want to launch a DAO with governance and staking, I'm going to say, oh, that's cool. You know, Bree did that. Acropolis did that. A dollar protocol did that. And they're all pieces of shit. You know, Bree rugged, Acropolis, a piece of shit got hacked today, Dollar Protocol, uh, tested in production and broke their fucking coin. Um, so it's like we, for what we're trying to do is we want to be like people like Converge here, where you join a Telegram, you talk to the developers, you find out stuff about them. That way, when we market it and we work with them, we know who we're working with. This isn't going to be a scam. This is going to be something malicious. Like, this is something that we're probably not going to get paid for, but we're going to be buying as well as investors. And we're going to put our own money in the line. Like um, one thing I started doing is if I know Fez is going to shill something, if I don't buy it, I'm not going to shill it ever because it's like my money is not on the line. So if I tell people to buy it, it's just fucked because if like if it rugs or it, it tanks or, you know, it's a bad buy, then I feel like an asshole because I told my friend, my the people who follow me, my friends, I like, yo, this is going to pop off. And if it doesn't, then it's like, oh, shit, we just got fucked. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. My confidence level, I always want to be careful about stuff like that and i mean my my mindset about joining stuff after like eight weeks or i like i created eris for coyote because i know he hates telegram because i was helping him out with like i was literally helping him form his non like his he's forming a non-profit and so i was doing early research for him and then it needed lawyers like i was like this is way beyond what i actually know um but open up your non-profit and like 
this state and whatnot because he's building his nonprofit. But regardless, um, being in there really early is really helpful because again, like you're saying, you get to learn a lot. I get to see what I think is going to work or I have a belief like, oh, this project seems like it has a lot of steam. I think this is a good project. And then how does it turn out? Um, and I can give improvements if I can and, and kind of what I think is going to be good, which is also valuable, I think. And I can kind of, again, cut away at what I think is positive. But I'd like to be able to sit and say to um, people that follow me, like, hey, dude, I've been in here for three weeks. I can finally announce that they're ready to kind of have people in their Telegram. Like, it's they're far enough along that they're getting close to launch. Come join. It's going to be cool. And I can literally talk to it like an expert versus um, stuff where I'm like, hey, I'm trading in this today. Like, buy the dips. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a different kind of look. Um, but I want to find more of those because again, the DeFi space is a little wild westy. So it's nice if you can hold something for like a week, like medium. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long term hold for me, but it's a long ass hold. Um, but that's like medium at this point. And it's just like, if we can find one of those 0.1% projects, that's probably going to make it out of here and actually maybe last like a year or two down the road. That's, that's a gem I'd love to find. Maybe I won't profit the most off it, but it'll be cool to be part of it. Um, oh no definitely and it's like you know 10 years from now you look at it like damn this is like 12,000 x from when i originally bought it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i should let the moon bag <laughs> and that's the damn yeah that's the damn truth it's it's yeah. finding those and then seeing seeing what sits because it's easy to look at charts that are three years old and be like oh here's this tiny little dip then it does nothing for a year and a half and then all of a sudden here's this growth why weren't you in mm-hmm. it earlier you know i hear yeah. people do that it's like the hindsight is 2020 it's because no one gave a fuck for a year and a half and it's it's hard to find projects that are going to last it just is it's a lot of work i mean you can dig through coin gecko you can stock like the dex pools as the as stuff launches but you kind of have to get lucky at some points too or have an amazing network of people that you trust very Mm -hmm. true yeah it's like what you just said about like the so the issue i think like a lot of people like i think when after brie and hippo's telegram a lot of people blew up about it because they're with the rug because um, that was probably the coin hippo had the most money in a lot of us had, i think everyone in his telegram probably had money in brie and i think you guys maybe had money in brie and so people were saying that they're just switching to exchanges um that's it and i remember we got it was a big argument about it and it's like the issue with like blue chip coins and by blue chip i mean like the top 10 like bitcoin ethereum um chain link uh xrp mm-hmm. tezos whatever okay. the other ones are yeah um, so Bitcoin and Ethereum right now are being odd because they're pumping and there's never going to be any news ever for Bitcoin other than having, right? Um, the, no, the news is always going to be outside because there is no centralized, well, there's centralized Bitcoin, but there's no, no, no one knows what Satoshi Nakamoto is. There's rumors because he doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if Chainlink's going to pump, it's probably because just like Ethereum is pumping and it follows it. Um, or like if it really pumps, it's because there's something coming up, like the, the event that was coming up with, um, with SmartCon. Then last time I went to $20, reason I went $20 is because exchanges ran out of Chainlink. So by default, it, uh, it, it pumped like crazy. So for any blue chip, it's very hard to make a lot of money quickly if you're not like margin trading. So when it comes to the Uniswap, uh, the Uniswamp or Uniswap Casino, the reason why some people are attracted to it is just because this is the only place where you can actually get like two Xs, even if it's not in like minutes and hours or days, just if you want to like play like some, a safer game, right? So like a good example is if you bought like Dark Token, which Fez loves. Um, they always have announcements every other week because they're terrible developers and they do everything really slowly. So if you think, oh, they're making some bullshit next week, I'm going to buy it now. When that comes out, it's going to be news, it pumps, I sell it, and then it's going to die down because no one cares anymore because the news already that's left. Very true. So like that's to be a safer like scalping play, right? And if you want to do something more unsafe, then it's like, oh, this coin just came out today, like five minutes ago or two minutes ago. 
Uh, did someone read the contract? Okay, the contract's been read. Is there a telegram? Always make sure there's a telegram. Yeah. If it's a channel and you cannot talk in it, do not buy that coin. It is 98% of time a scam. That happened with the coin Creepy talked about earlier, the robot one or the Korean robot one, because that's what happens. Like, If you can't speak in a telegram and say, yo, why is there an issue? It's probably a scam because they don't. Yeah. there's a reason why they don't want you to talk. Um, so it's, all, it's always going to be another coin. So always make sure like when you're looking at something, if you're not sure about it or you don't feel your gut right, just don't buy it at the end of the day. Like if it moons and it was legit, oh well, like you'll like you'll get something else. Like the coin I fight it like crazy, and you guys are probably gonna think I'm retarded, is a polls, polka uh, swap. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I fudded it is because why on God's green fucking earth did an a DEX, a decentralized exchange, launch without their exchange live and then put their coin on Uniswap? Yeah, ERC twenty man. Just, just. <laughs> it's like that was the stupidest shit I ever read. I'm like, this has to be fake. Like, how is it none of us heard about this? I went Chico Crypto's chat, which is a terrible place to go. I'm an ass, and no one even knew what the fuck it was. So it's like this, and then it turned out to be real. It's like, why? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, instead of, you know, a, a DEX launches with their own coin and then puts it on their competitor's exchange, and their exchange isn't even live. It's like, what, what, why did you even launch then? You know? Monies. <laughs> yeah, Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> But it, yeah, that's definitely a lot of the motive in trying to figure out, yeah, the merit of a project or um, are they launching on Polkadot just for the hype, but they're going to, or people that are doing the ERC-20s, but they want to be Polkadot, but they're going to build bridges or work with somebody for bridges. You know, it's just trying to find an angle for marketing. A lot of times yeah. I think these these tokens are trying to do to, to get some sort of advantage that somebody hasn't considered yet, um, which again, it's ingenuity, but it's, it's, again, it's a little bit of a, misgiving because what you're profiting off of it as well and maybe taking advantage of people's um naivety uh, yeah. i don't want to say everyone's naive but it, it's easy to get kind of fall in love with i fall in love with stuff all the time um i have very specific things that i fall for uh and good projects like team.finance actually i literally actually worked for them for a little bit um great little project that did really well and then stuff like uh unilock that i also fell in love with really quickly and Until the they, dude uh... rugged yeah, you're and right. then he and then he derugged, and he's yeah. back trying to fix his whole image. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I I think those are noble projects, the security projects. But it, you got to make sure you know what your weak weakness is, and and that stuff pulls me in. So I always have to check myself first and be like, dude, you just like the idea of this, versus really, are you going to trade it and make profit the way that you need to, um, yeah. and just balancing those things? Because I love to be long on certain stuff, but then stuff just eventually putters out in DeFi, and you got to be careful of that because mm. um, yeah. it'll happen in front of you because like at the end of the day you're just here to make money like nothing more yeah like if you're not stacking ethereum you're really not playing the game correctly like i know our friend uh broke the bags uh screech mcduck he's a huge yfv fan but whenever i look at that chart i just laugh and it's like i i can't be a fan of any coin it all just survives by hype cycles right like oh like with the dark example like you buy it because there's news coming um, and then after that, it dumps. Like, it could be the craziest news ever, but 20 minutes after that shit comes out, it's going to dump. Yeah. Like, it's very yeah. few times news comes out and the coin pumps, like, after the the full release. Like, with the strong token, right? They had the AMA, the 96% burn. None of that shit came to fruition, and the coin just died because it was it's a piece of shit, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. that's the real thing. Yeah, I think a lot of these tokens really need to take advantage of, like, getting outside of your own ecosystem and finding ways to literally 
manage or buy assets and like other not not outside of like crypto but just in other realms imagine a token that's somehow leveraging and buying up like extra eth so you literally have like you know like a fort knox of eth to actually say my token actually has this value forget my liquidity pool it literally have like oh. just fucking 500 eth sitting here too that that exists who does it yeah well, tell me fucking sucks oh my god really it didn't, it didn't work out <laughs> nope i didn't like they, they fucked the code so that's like, like right there. Like that's an amazing idea. Like why isn't like a like why isn't there a hedge fund coin that works? Right? Like Hippo was supposed to be a hedge fund. There's so many like Abyss Finance was rugged. And if you bought Abyss, you're an idiot because that was the stupidest project ever. Um, there's so many hedge funds that come out and they just don't work. I think the only one I've seen that maybe working because I don't I don't know is UTY. Um, but like very few of them ever work because it's just like there's always something dumb, right? Like with Yield, it was. Um, people had to provide stable coins and those stable coins went to yield generation events like farms um, to then generate Ethereum that would then go back to people holding it. That was a retirement fund. I think pylons also doing something similar where like if you're staking pylons you get uh, Ethereum uh, through some some like GPU nonsensical bullcrap um, generation. So it's like those exist but like if a project actually makes it work you're not hearing about it ever. That's the issue. Like that's a, that's a coin that has like 400 holders and no one ever shows it or, rec- or talks about it because that's a money printer, and that's the yeah. issue. So yeah, like yeah. the ones that we do know about, like Yeld and Pylon, like I don't know what's going on with Pylon. I've had my friend Jeff the Baker talk to me a lot of good about it, but I've never touched it after I got wrecked on it. Um, like Yeld, it just failed because the developer is a piece of shit, uh, Marunas. He actually literally came back after a week hiatus to pump shit up and talk about it, making changes. Uh, people watched him live buy 16 grand of his coin. Pop up the price to like a, a 10x and then sell it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, then I, I got kicked from the Discord for saying that. And it's like, well, you know, they didn't that's want me to talk about it. Yeah. God. So that's that's the issue, right? Like everyone knew about Yeld. Capital Shield Yeld, it was at $300. Then farming went live, there was a bug. So right there, like everyone said Yeld's going to $1,000 when it was at $300. And then a bug happened for when the when the platform launched. And then it dumped uh, from 300 to like 100. Um, and then it's like, okay. Um, then from that hundred, eventually dumped down to like seven dollars because the platform went live, but it was lackluster. It was a piece of shit. Like everyone was waiting. Those platforms be crazy, be crazy. And that lot launches and it's shitty. Like the only thing that probably kept people that platform pumping that news is if the platform paid you like in bitcoins and it was like some insane amount of BTC that and it was somehow sustainable. Like it's the first coin ever to do everything. Like if it, that's we're never gonna see that. Yeah, it has to be something really. Like for anything ever to pump, like when it comes to like, oh, the website's live, the platform's live, it actually something really insane. Like, in order to keep people interested and to keep the coin going and keep it consistent and stable, like I, I, I don't know if we're ever going to see a product do that. It, the problem with a lot of this is that the resources you need behind to make, I think those types of like really complex projects, um, isn't really available to the probably average person that's launching projects right now. Mm-hmm. um anonymously it's usually like two or three person teams these really small teams of people just kind of whipping something whipping a single concept out and then maybe iterating a little bit once they've launched and they've had some success otherwise they'll just kind of abandon it um if bait is a really good example of abandonment um mm-hmm. he just left he's just done um and people kind of didn't recognize it until i don't know for a while it was pretty bad um but people are still over there still shilling it like they still want to believe um <laughs> projects like yeah, yeah, exactly. And projects <laughs> like Eris that we mentioned earlier, what's interesting about them is uh, Coyote is so unique in that he literally is building functionality like 
hey, you can get in on the presale. Before the presale closes, you can get your money back. He's building stuff like that. It's just crazy, like the security. He's building in functionality that pretty much auto um, like sends out everyone's like investment if he does anything like as the dev like funky into the pool or something like that it auto ejects everything to like pay out people it's just he's just crazy i don't even understand it all but it gets delayed because he keeps adding on and adding on so i like his his issue in a sense is like he's iterating all these really cool ideas and coming up with all these different pieces um that's going to be for a future project called chains but right now he's just trying to figure out how he can get Eris and what he can throw into it and kind of experiment and I think it's yeah. going to be cool, but it also you're doing all these crazy things. It also could fail. And it's a project and people have to understand it's almost, it is an experiment at the end of the day with some of these. Um, and really quickly, I, the next hedge funds and actually, I, well, I don't even know if I want to mention the one that you sent me. Um, Cause I know they're really early and I don't want to blow up their TG. Oh um, yeah. Let's not do that. Cause they're going to, they'll send me a very angry message. It's actually <laughs> uh, one of my business partners. I actually own a bot with him. So. I'd rather him not send me a really angry message. Okay, okay, cool. Um, Another hedge fund project that's starting up, they're iterating off of, essentially they're iterating off of Humpback Finance that was doing some things right, but they weren't doing the hedge fund thing as probably as well as they could have. Um, So it's Orca.Finance. I don't know if they're gonna have to change their name or not. Someone mentioned there's another Orca, but regardless, Orca.Finance. So they're trying to iterate and make a second generation hedge fund that's a little more efficient. Um, better controls, better automation in it so that you're buying and selling via the smart contract, not more voting. Um, so stuff like that. So it's out there. Um, I don't know if it's going to mm-hmm. be on that Yelp level, like you're saying, but hopefully people come up with stuff that's like nice, sustainable, doesn't have to be 500,000 annual percentage yield, but something that where people are profiting um, and yeah. creating community. We'll see. And it has to like have a reason to keep you said, I think the issue with like hedge funds is like they say they're going to be a hedge fund, but they never really come out like, so the, the really good example of a terrible hedge fund is Abyss Finance. One that really, this is how their plan was. Uh, and then they got 5,000 ETH in presale. Um, they, they only, or no, not, okay. And then they got 2,000 ETH in presale. They only put in 200 into liquidity and the remainder was going to be used for their hedge fund. How their hedge fund work is that um, people shill a coin or they vote for a coin. Then they're going to buy that coin with, the, with the, the, all the ETH they have. And then they're going to burn their supply of the tokens. That way it drives price up twice. Now there's a lack of supplies. And then there's, um, whatchamacallit. And then there's also now they prompt it up. But it's like, how do they make money on this hedge fund? Because now it's just like, they have no, they just burn all their ETH, right? Like what the fuck do they even do? Like you're not even getting back to the community. So it's like, that's a good way to spot a hedge fund that has no idea what the hell it's talking about. Cause it's like, if the hedge fund can't profit, it's going to die or it's a run. Yeah. Because the ultimate goal of a hedge fund is you give them funds, you get it back. Um, and, and then like, so you get somehow that you get a feed that back, right? The hedge fund supports everyone. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. I didn't know how that's how this worked. Um, that, that does seem wild to me, but to your point of like stuff, not starting and I still, I'm still invested in this, but like, like hippo, I, I felt like <laughs> couldn't get out of their own way. Um, and you have this long-term project, right? And then they go and they have their community vote on what to do with the, the hedge fund money and at the last like few minutes somebody put in burn it all like shouldn't we spend this somewhere why are we not converting this somehow to profit and then utilizing it somewhere else in the system so that we can make more money instead they chose to burn it and what did that do to the price nothing um so it was just such a short-sighted view for a project that should be long term and uh it makes me think like i think sometimes some of the DAOs or the community run things unless you have a lot of good 
people helping to kind of manage everyone, you just get an idiot and you can ruin everything. Mm. Um, so dictatorships feel nice sometimes, I think, in this type of environment. As dumb um, as that is, yeah. Yeah. As dumb as yeah. that is. It's like we can all like – so I think this should be our closing point because this has been like a two-hour podcast. Um, so I want to like close on this. And if you guys want to mention that last note, then we can do that. And then we can just uh, just talk about some random shit and then hop off. So a close friend of mine, Holland BTC, you can find him on Twitter and on Telegram. He was probably one of the biggest uh, Brie whales. And this is before we all knew Brie was a rug or before all the militia happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was actually trying to propose a vote. And the vote he wanted to propose is to give up uh, the Dow. Like to actually give 60% of all the voting power to the developers. Cause he was saying at the end of the day, we're all apes, right? Like, how are we going to vote on like a Fortune 500, a future Fortune 500 crypto, a top 100 crypto, and all that stuff, right? Like, how is that going to happen? Like, we're, what are we going to vote for? We're going to vote for token burns and buybacks, and that's it. And those are the most inefficient methods of pumping a token. Like, with Strong, they had a 96% burn, it didn't work. Yeah. That's um, whenever you see a buyback, it fails. Like, Surf had a, 2.5k is buyback that it what it did was it pulled its own liquidity and did the buyback wheel from the price tanked because it, it doesn't do anything it's a hype move um so it's like when it comes to a true dow like unless you have developers that actually know what they're doing and have a large say in the in the voting it's never really going to work because at the end of the day the guy that wrote the code that wrote the solidity he probably has a better understanding and hopefully it's not his first coin and he has knows what he's doing because no or she knows what they're doing um and they'll make a decent vote or make decent propositions. But when it comes to just us, the people investing, I'm just going to vote for whatever news causes the coin to pump at the end of the day. Like, I don't care for the longevity of the project. I'm just trying to make the Ethereum. Yeah, that's, like, there's a lot of people who think like me. They're just like, eh, like, oh, the hedge fund worked. Okay. Um, what's the fastest way for the ETH generated in the hedge fund to come back to my wallet? That's what I'm voting for. And once I got the Ethereum, Maybe I'll stick around or maybe it's gone because it's like, okay, it worked the first time. What if it doesn't work the second time? And that's the big issue, I think, with hedge funds and DAOs and governance. Yeah, and like the the whole burning thing, it's just, it just it, I feel like it's just for the hype and it barely pumps nowadays. Yeah, because we're starting to realize that scarcity really isn't that important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, demand is much more powerful than the scarcity more often than mm-hmm. not. And people's mindset with regards to doing all this, it's how much time invested are, is somebody in a project on average, maybe a day or two, whereas a dev is like literally months in some cases. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'd rather, you know, put my bet on the dev making the best decision for the project as a whole. But you have to see if your strategies align. Like Umbasa, if you were like, okay, uh, I'm here short term. I know this is a hedge, but I'm just trying to max ETH right now. What am I going to choose? You know, you're going to try to choose to do that. If you're medium on something, you want to see it because you think there's going to be greater value. Does that align with this project? And again, I think of DeFi, it's risky to be anything more than medium. Even being medium in a lot of them is risky because we saw some crazy rug pulls um, like yeah. Core, Core with a K, yeah. um, stuff like that. And you're just like, uh, I thought that was safe. I remember that happened. And I had a buddy who lost a lot. And it's just like, I, I thought it was good. You know, everyone thought it was good. So. Yeah, it's like that. Like it was being shilled by Capo. He helped them get on CoinGecko. COD audited it, and it's like they had like the perfect uh, thing of success. It was the first core clone that didn't have like ridiculous growth issues. Like if you look at like, uh, well, I'm not going to mention all the scam ones. There's a lot of them. A lot of them 10x off the gate, and then they all just die afterwards because the developers did some shady shit. It's the only one that didn't do that. And then it was like slowly grew over time, and it's like, oh, this is a legitimate project. Like the devs actually know what they're doing. They're making something. You know, it's me because it has the, the stomp guy face and everything but it's like it's still ended up rugging because it's 
nothing's revolutionary in this field anymore. Yeah. But, Andre coins, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah just, that's, <laughs> the only, that's the only ones you should all in at this point. And yeah. even those are dangerous because he brought like four of them. So, yeah. He, he's got to keep you on your toes. He doesn't want people being too, too apish on it, you know? It's, yeah. uh, you know, the next one's going to rug, right? We're all, everyone's going to throw in like so much more money. Yeah, so I, much I, money I feel that it. way too. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get wrecked he's on gonna it. He's going to say some stupid shit like, oh, it was like an experiment or something like yeah. that. It was an experiment how much money I can make five minutes on your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving crypto tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs> but, all right, guys. It was awesome having you here. So just or it was awesome doing this. Not even having you here. This is my podcast. This is our podcast. It's going to be our YouTube channel. Um, we're going to be making all the cast of that crypto. So how this uh, channel is going to work, how the Spotify is going to work, is this going to be a joint account between uh, me, Converge, uh, Creepy, the professor who's our man behind the scenes, as well as Matt's, uh, Fez, and you just have Detective. We're going to be releasing videos at any time or small podcast. It's only going to be, I think, around two to three hours. So um, we might be releasing small snippets on Spotify here and there if I have cool ideas or thoughts for people to have or just ideas on how to trade. Like I definitely want to force Creepy into recording something of him how to snipe a dip, how to spot a dip, looking at a chart and understanding it. Um, mm-hmm. And then I want to maybe have a vid- video of Fez working out because if you have seen Fez, holy fucking shit, is he gorgeous. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Jacked. He is beyond jacked. So that's something that we can do too. That's a fun thing, right? So the whole point of what we're trying to make here is not just like a, like a King of FOMO deal where I tell you about some shit coin I already bought two weeks ago. Like I want to right. tell you, we want to tell you about how to become a better trader in ways that are not what people tell you, the hidden secrets in the sense that like, okay, what is a shit coin? How to view it, how to read a contract, how to go over things. And Maybe for those videos, I'll have actual solidity devs in here that can yell at me like, oh, you're an idiot. That's not how you read this. And they'll be read it with me. Um, and that's something we want to do as well for all our future videos. And as well, we want to give things that are interesting to people to see outside of crypto or people, something people who just started crypto yesterday can see it or want to start crypto and watch and see and have it and understand what we're talking about. Like, why are we saying, oh, governance is a meme? Why is a hedge fund a meme? And then understand from our point of view, like, oh, we're just trying to make Ethereum. What do they mean by that? So that's the ultimate goal of like Casa Crypto. And hopefully with our uh, three-hour podcast here, you got that some at some points. But if not, hopefully you've had fun listening to us. Yeah, I enjoyed my time here. I think uh, <laughs> we're going to have much more more uh, better contents in the future. We're just getting adjusted right now. Yeah. And soon we'll have a Devo on. And if you guys can, when this gets posted on Twitter, uh, everyone at Warlord, and make sure he gets on one of the future ones. He's very shy, according to him. So I want to get him on this. So We'll make it happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll force him to happen somehow. We, we know where he lives, kind of. We'll, we'll, we, can, we can check all of the of London <laughs> or UK. We'll find him eventually. <laughs> but, all right, guys. It was fun. Let's do this again. Definitely. Right, Welcome see. to the Casa, everybody. Yep. Exactly. Welcome, guys. everyone. See ya. Yo, Dre, I got something to say. Fuck you, man. Fuck, fuck, fuck you, man. Fuck, fuck, fuck you, man. Fuck, fuck, fuck you, man.